starting. The Hangout is live. Congratulations, everybody. We were just waiting ages for the Hangout to start, but it seems like it started. So hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 259 of the Ask the Coach show, where ping skills helps you improve your table tennis. For Throwback Thursday, we're taking a look back at a video called I Can't Return That Smash. In the questions, we talk about keeping the ball low, the forehand of the chopper Giannis, I messed that up again, and we talk about weight training. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Uh, thank you, Jeffrey, and uh, nice to be back again. Um, yeah, so all is all is well, and I uh, hope you are too. Absolutely. Now, how do you how do you pronounce that chopper's name again? Jonas. 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 There you go. Panagiotis. Jonas. Yeah. Jonas. We'll talk about his forehand later in the show. Um, But for the moment, Alois, let's get straight back into Throwback Thursday because, you know, it is Thursday. And we want to talk about a video called I Can't Return That Smash. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, So... And we, again, we often get questions from um, from our readers, viewers, um, saying, you know, like, I have problems, you know, the other guy just smashes at me and I can't return it. The crux of the issue is that, firstly, you shouldn't be putting yourself in that position too often to have to return smashes. So how do we do that? The main thing is we want to try and keep that ball low, keep it to difficult positions for your opponent, so that they haven't got the opportunity to make the smashes. So that's the that's the real crux of it. Not about being able to return the smash. Once once the other person has that opportunity, you know the ball's up high and they're in position and they smash it. I mean, you're really only a ten percent chance of uh, of winning the the rally. So it's more about preventing that situation happening. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And I guess this occurs in a lot of situations in life. You're better off not getting yourself into a bad situation in the first place, then you don't have to worry about it. Prevention. Yeah, makes a lot of sense to me. So, um, yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stick a note in the show notes, a link to that video. So uh, check it out on pingskills.com, click on the blog, you'll find show 259 and there'll be a list of all the links um, in this episode. So check that one out. I can't return that smash, it's called. All right. Now, moving on to uh, yesterday's Pink Skillers question of the day, Alois. It was, should boosting be allowed? Yes. Well, um, we did have a few responses that I'm just trying to find right now. There they are. Um, Yeah, so... um, Thad said, yes, I think so. So he's in favour of boosting. Matt Messi says, it depends on how high the wall is. Very funny, Matt. Um, uh, Mukul said, if you do not know techniques, boosting will bring more problems for you. I think boosting should not be allowed. And that's true. Like We're talking about um, having a faster faster bat. And if your technique isn't good, then it just... um, gets you into trouble. Um, Rory said, boosting is a pain in the rear end. Um, 
that being said, there are certain rubbers that, that does not seem to be an alternative if you like it. So, you know, he thinks that you need to boost some of the, especially the tacky Chinese rubbers um, to uh, to get effect out of them. But Duncan Wright, um, haven't heard from Duncan for a while, but uh, thank you, Duncan, said, if adequate testing can't, we, can't be supplied at a local league level, there is zero point in attempting to stop boosting. May as well allow it across the board. At least that way it's fair and players can choose whether or not to do it for themselves. Personally, boosting doesn't help me. just makes me miss my forehand loop more. And Duncan, I know, does a lot of chopping as well, so wouldn't really help the chopping. But um, wise words there, Duncan. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I guess the the original ban on speed gluing was all the concern about the health benefits. So you can understand that uh, the ITGF wouldn't want any issues with health uh, playing the sport. So that kind of made sense. But uh, with the boosting these days, is if there's no health issues associated with it, then maybe it's worth another look. Yeah, I think it probably is. Um, and, and I think as Duncan said, you know, the, the issue is that there's so many players out there actually boosting that the 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 clean ones, the ones that are uh, doing the right thing, are actually at a disadvantage. And and the, the authorities can't test for the for the um, for the booster at this stage. So you know, if you can't test for it, if you can't enforce a law, there's no point to the law. Yeah, well, I mean, look at the hundred meter sprints or cycling alloys. Um, surely we don't want to just allow. Free for all on those um, uh, events and allow people to take any sorts of drugs just because we can't test for them. But yeah, no, but we but you can test for a lot of those things. And the other thing is that they are harmful to your to the body. Um, so you know, I think that's another another issue. So you know, um, the um, the the chemicals that they're putting in their bodies, you know, to help them run faster are no good for you. They're no good for your body. Boosters, on the other hand, you know, I mean, there's some pretty safe boosters that don't do any harm, but, um, yeah, they are increasing the speed. Yes, but then would people go back to just, if you just add a free-for-all, would people go back to just using the harmful glues that they used to use? Uh, But they can test for those. So they can test for the harmful glues. They can't test for boosters. There you go. So, yeah, interesting one. And uh, thanks, everyone, for your input. And we actually need your input again for today's Ping Skillers question of the day, which is, is there a better name for Modern Defender? I mean, the Modern Defender's been around for so long, I don't think we can call them modern anymore. I suggested Attacking Defender. Alloys didn't like it. So it's over to you guys. What should we call the Modern Defender? Jump onto our Facebook page or onto the Ping Skills website and leave a comment. Love to hear your thoughts. All righty. Okay. It is time for This Day in History. What happened on the 28th of April? Uh, That's a good question. Um, On this day, ah, yes, 1926, Harper Lee was born, Jeffrey. Harper Lee, author of... To Kill a Mockingbird, one of the greatest books of all time. There you go. To Kill Harper a Mockingbird. Lee. Yeah. And she only died very recently in February this year. Um, yeah, she died. And 
she had just written or just released another book. Um, oh, yeah, Go Set a Watchman. Um, so it was just released um, in 2015. So, um, yeah, so a bit sad, Harper Lee, but, yeah, today is her birthday, 1926. There you go. Good one. I like it. All oh, right. And, well, then, sorry. Sorry. And yeah. it's also Mick Waugh's birthday. Don't let me forget that. Mick Waugh, off a, 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 a very regular contributor, especially to our Ping Skillers question of the day, mainly having a go at Scott Houston. But, yeah, happy birthday, Mick Waugh. There you go. Happy birthday, Mick. <laughs> Indeed. Good one. All right, now it is time to move on to the questions, Alois. And first up is one from Dominic. He says, I'm a pen holder and I struggle to send and return the ball low over the net. Do you have any tips or tricks to help me improve? Oh, have we ever, Dominic? We certainly have a good little trick for you. So um, the trick we use is that you um, get a string and put it above Above the net, so you, what what you do is you uh, put up a couple of posts um, attached to the net, and then attach a string across the top of the net um, from there. So um, we've got a video on it on keeping the ball low, and uh, Jeff will put a link um, in the show notes to that video, and you can take a look there, and you will see. Um, a really good way of starting to focus yourself on keeping the ball low. And Dominic, it doesn't really matter whether you're a pen holder or a shake hand or a C-miller grip or whatever. Um, this will work for you. Yeah, it's quite amazing, isn't it? And it, it sounds a little complicated, but if you watch the video, it's really easy to set up. And then it's amazing how quickly um, people adjust once they've got that target there to aim for. Yeah, it is. Um, so, yeah, definitely take a look at the video and just rig, rig the little um, contraption up yourself. Take your two minutes um, and it'll help you to keep that ball low really quickly. Brilliant. All right. Well, good luck with that, Dominic. Now, uh, David says, Gionis. 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 I knew I was going to get it wrong. Gionis. Jonas, on his forehand, sometimes can't use a smash or a topspin, but he doesn't go for a forehand chop like other modern defenders, but instead he just holds his bat very flat and hits the ball back from a low position. What is special about this? Yeah, so um, we'll put a link to a bit of a video that uh, that was on there as well. Um, and basically what he does, so he lets, because he can't get the ball early, the ball drops really low and all he does or looks like he does is he just puts the bat at the ball and the ball's almost bouncing on the floor and he just pushes it forward um, with almost no effort. So what that does is firstly, or sorry, what he does is he keeps that ball really low over the net and, um, and it also doesn't have much pace on it. So then for the attacker, um, often you'll find that the attacker will try to do a little bit too much and will end up making an error, or at least the attacker can't play a strong shot and then uh, Jonas is back into the rally uh, to play the rest of the rally. So it's a little bit like a, a fishing shot, 
but it's even softer and it is just basically just almost like a soft block from way back at the table, almost on the floor and just um, keeping that ball really low over the net. Yeah. And I guess just mixing up between the chop and this block shot um, can just make it a little bit more difficult for his opponent as well. Yeah, it does. It makes it, as you say, that like that variation is um, is a key. So that really helps um, him to win some points. But it often it also just puts a bit of a pressure on the attacker. You know, the attacker's in an attacking position. They think that they've got to hit the ball harder, 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 and then suddenly they get this really low ball and they they try to hit that too hard and can make a mistake. I mean, in itself, it's it is a simple shot because the ball is just coming low and slow and flat to you. But if you try to do too much with it, you can um, uh, make an error. So, yep, so that's why it's so effective. Indeed. Good question, David. And good to see you watching Gionis there and keeping up with uh, some of the top players. It's it's really good to watch um, the best players in the world. Uh, it's fun and it helps your game as well. So good work. All right, next up is a question from Ron Eel, who says, While researching, I came across a comment that training with weights that have a mass significant relative to your body weight can cause a decrease in fine motor skills. Have you any knowledge or experience with regards to this? Yeah, um, I I don't think so. So I haven't seen the research on it or anything, but, um, I mean, a lot of... Um, a lot of top players use uh, weights to train with and, and use fairly heavy weights. Um, so, you know, ju- just just continue to do your, your bodybuilding and your strength work. Um, I mean, you, you, don't, you don't need to have huge muscles to play table tennis, but um, it's not going to interfere too much either. Um, so, so don't worry about it. Keep going with your bodybuilding. Um, your touch will... Um, continue or you will remain and increase and get better um, by just practicing a little bit more as well. So yeah, keep going with your bodybuilding. That's completely fine. There you go. All right. Thanks for the question, Ron Eel. And uh, Basia has jumped on and asked a question uh, through the Google Q&A button. And he says, what is topspin? Ah, good question, because we talk about this word all the time, don't we? What is topspin? So topspin is basically where you're making the ball um, rotate forwards, okay? So so the ball's spinning forwards, so that means the ball has topspin on it. Um, so we often get that spin by playing a topspin stroke, which we start with our bat down nice and low and finish with our bat up nice and high, and... On the way through, we're making a contact, which then spins the ball forward. So we're doing that to spin the ball forward. I'll show you with the spin wheel. Oh, there it is. Um, so with the spin wheel, there's 12. There it is. Um, you, you're, uh, you, you're starting below the, the ball contact position and then coming up and spinning the ball forward. So that is what a top spin is. Absolutely. Yeah, good one. And uh, Basir also says, I'm a new table tennis player. So I guess the important thing about top spin alloys is that it causes the ball to dip. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, so what it does is then the, because the ball's spinning like that, it dips quicker onto the table, which means that you can hit the ball really fast and the ball will still go on the table because it's got that nice dipping action. So it does this and dips onto the table quickly. So, so that's why topspin is so important in table tennis and more important than um, any other racket sports. So, um, yeah, so you just really need to start to work with that topspin to develop your game further. Absolutely. All right, Alois. Well, that wraps up show 259. Another great show. Hope everyone enjoyed it. Make sure you check out pingskills.com. Sign up for our free newsletter packed full of table tennis tips every week. And um, Alois, we're going to have a bit of a break um, because you are doing some coaching. Yes, I'll be uh, I'll be doing some coaching in uh, in a few places around the world. So uh, yeah, stay tuned for a few interesting um, comments about that. But um, yeah, we'll see see uh, see you in a couple of weeks. And I think Dita's just jumped on oh, and awesome. asked something. Yep. So All right. So Dita said if we. If we're still practicing topspin on deep balls and try integrating it into our competitive game, should we wait until we get a good opportunity? So, or should we continue attacking every ball? Ah, there was more, was there? Okay, I missed that bit. Oh, okay, yep. Or should we continue attacking every ball? Um, so with the with the topspin, Dita, um, I think I think you you can start to attack basically every ball that comes along to you. Um, so, yeah, just try to try to make that topspin ball. I'm just going to go back and read you the first part of your question, Dita. So if you were practice, still practising topspin on deep balls and try integrating in, into our competitive game, should we wait until we get a good opportunity? No, I think, I think yeah, every time the ball's long, um, you, you need to... Uh, get in there and try to practice that top spin um, when you can. So you, you might make some mistakes initially, but um, it's a good habit or practice to get into to start off with, Dita. Yeah, it is. And I guess, you know, if you're playing a really competitive game, Alice, that you really must win, then you probably want to not do it on strokes where you, you feel like you're not going to make the shot. But, you, you, yeah, but you want to work towards where you can attack every long ball. Yeah, absolutely. So that, I mean, that's that's where your game needs to head to. So um, yeah, and as Jeff said, though, I mean, it, it depends on the importance of the game, right? So if you really want to win the game, then you you do what you need to 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 win the game. But if you if you're playing that game, uh, looking at developing your um, your ability, then yeah, definitely look at making topspin off everything. Yeah, and and to get to that stage where you are, you've got to you've got to you know, start somewhere. So you've got to, um, you know, play those top spins when you get a chance. So, yeah, it's kind of a balancing act, isn't it? Good question, Dita. All right, Alois. So um, now that wraps up show 259. Uh, again, thank you, everyone, for watching. And um, as we said, we'll be away for a few weeks, but keep an eye out on the website for the next Ask the Coach show. So thank you, everyone, and thank you, Alloys. Thank you, Jeffrey, and thanks, viewers. And um, yeah, get into your ping pong, just get some practice happening, and we will see you all again soon. Bye. We will indeed. Bye, everyone.